Greetings from the Fourth Estate. You're listening to a Scarlet Rhapsody podcast. the stoner dome here comes our post playoffs celebration of failure of the two teams I actually wanted to hopefully get in but ironically had predicted the weekend before this exact result which means I should never predict football ever again because apparently I predict the results only when it's against me This is Jared, a.k.a. Bizarro, a.k.a. Jared, and with me is Miguel. We are here for another fun, bizarro world of sports after the uh, interesting disappointment that was the most recent football games on Sunday. When does baseball season start again, Miguel? Uh, Spring training games start February 26th, so we got a good month before we... uh Start seeing some baseball being played. Oh, baseball can't come soon enough. No, it cannot. But that being well, said, we'll talk about baseball later. Yeah, we'll get to about, it. Let's go on with football. Yeah, let's do the fun that was football. Uh, if you couldn't tell from my little opening uh, spiel, basically. The Broncos won, which I did predict, uh, against the Patriots, which bummed out everyone over here in Boston. (laughs) And then the Seahawks beat the 49ers, uh, which bummed me out, but was also what I predicted. So, yeah, I'm bummed out. Every Bostonian I know is bummed out. And my Facebook is flooded with a lot of stupid people talking about the Stoner Bowl. Because Washington and Colorado have legalized pot. Funny. <laughs> it's a Super Bowl. Ha 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 God, it's not funny. Yeah, but remember, the the game is being played in New Jersey, and I don't believe New Jersey has legalized pot. I do not think so. So either way, they they still gotta go. It's not technically a Super Bowl. Yeah. To what they uh, people on Facebook are claiming it to be. Just kind of one of those fun. You know what? People in Colorado got to be happy. I mean, Seahawks fans got to be happy, even though they're dicks. Um, I don't know if you heard about some of these stories of them throwing. Uh, when uh, it was a 49er player, the one who got injured uh, during one of the fumble receptions, where we were told, "Nope, you didn't get that fumble." Uh, can't remember the player's name, but he ended up getting horribly injured, uh, torn ACL. And when he's being carried off the field, the Seattle people were throwing stuff at him. Uh. And I'm like, you guys are such horrible people. I'm so glad you're going to the Super Bowl. You know, I didn't realize Seahawks fans were so bad. Like, yes, there's a rivalry between the 49ers and the Seahawks because they've been one of our primary blocks towards going to the playoffs and or Super Bowl for years now. But I didn't realize they were so vengeful towards us, to which I go, you guys, I think if we look at the numbers, I think you guys have beat us more often than we've beaten you. What What the heck? And not only that, the uh, for that playoff game, uh, they wouldn't sell tickets to Niner fans. They yeah. wanted to keep strictly uh, Seahawks in, there, in the building. Yeah, I heard about that too. So, you know, way to keep it classy, Seattle. The worst part is, it's like one of the top three places I would want to live. And I'm like, well, their football fans are complete jerks. Great. 
But at least, if the 49ers play against the Seahawks in the playoffs, and I live in Seattle, I can go to the game. Now I'm a Washington resident. Let me into the game. Yeah, <laughs> Not rooting for your team. I'm wearing that. red when I enter that stadium, but, you know. Yeah, you're going to have to hide your 49er gear underneath. Yeah, and enter in with, with a blue jacket, and then just take it off wearing a red shirt. Yeah. Get my ass kicked by Seahawks fans. <laughs> I'm looking at yeah, being rowdy is kind of part of football, and the fans get rowdy too. But you know, it's one thing when you're rowdy and like yeah, beat beat San Francisco. I I get that. It's another thing like they're taking an injured man off the field and you're throwing like food and trash from the stands at him. Like, like there's a difference there, and there's also the difference of having like saying no 49ers fans allowed in our stadium. You know, little things like that that just kind of bother me. That I go, what the heck? Like, even in the biggest rivalry games in baseball, I don't think I've ever heard of things like that. I mean, there's maybe been some stuff thrown from the stands in baseball. I might know there has, actually. But I've never heard of, like... And that have play stops, and they pick up the stuff on the field, and they continue. Yeah. So, pretty much is, if, and that whole thing is, even though in, in baseball... If you throw your junk on the trash and your team is and the other team is either on now your team is on a hot streak or the other team is barely picking it up and you throw you decide to throw trash, play will stop and then you for however long it takes to clean up the field, five, ten minutes, and you know what? And then the your the opposing team comes back and beats the game, guess what, fans? I blame it on you. It's your fault that you had to stop the play for ten minutes to the for the for the field crew to clean up the mess that you made and have to stop any kind of great momentum we had going in having a lead or anything and then just causing it so the other team takes advantage of that break and end up, you know, winning the game. And the, the other thing is, uh, when, when you look at it, I've never heard of a baseball... T- I've never heard of, like, you know, let's say there's a Dodgers-Giants game going down. I've never heard them say, oh, Southern California people can't get tickets to this game. You know, or if Giants come down yeah. to L.A., no Northern California people can get a ticket to this game. And even not, like, uh, cross-state rivalries, like um, like Dodgers and Yankees, or, heck, even Yankees and uh, Red Sox for your, like, really intense rivalries there, although, they're, well, interleague play, I guess. Um, you know, I've never heard stories like, oh, Boston will not allow New York fans to get tickets, or New York will not allow Boston fans to get tickets. This is the first time I've ever heard a story like this. And now maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it has happened in the past and I haven't been paying attention. But this is the first time I've ever heard about it. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, how, and honestly, how many, like, San Francisco people are going to be, like, swooping up all the tickets? I mean, you got to base... The, the flight isn't long. It's only, like, you know, 45 minute, maybe an hour flight. But, you know, that means you got to... You know, take a vacation plan for for Sunday. I guess you could do it as a commuter flight, just fly over, go to the game, fly home. That would make me completely nauseous and sick if I did it because, well, I don't like flying and it takes a toll on my body, but I guess an average person probably could if they were that kind of person. Heck, I've known people who, for, uh, for business, I know a guy who had to fly up to Oregon, do a meeting in Oregon with the company he was trying to work with, and then fly all the way back in, like, one day. And I'm like, I couldn't mentally handle that. I hate flying. It, like, takes a toll on me. But, okay, I guess, you know, if you get a cheap round-trip flight for on the course of one day, I guess you could technically do that. But still, what the hell? And I don't mean to be, like, going on to this rant rather than talking about the game, because obviously a lot of Niners fans are upset on a lot of the calls in the game that feel a little bit biased. A lot of moments where I'm like, now we have possession. Oh, we don't. You sure? Because that was a fumble, and he just grabbed that. No, it doesn't count? Okay. Yeah. It, it's several moments like that, and I said, you know what? You're going to deal with that. That's just part of the nature of the game. Some refs are going to be a little more biased. I don't blame our loss on the refs. I blame it on that one interception in the end of the fourth quarter, and I was just like, and that's the game. And we not got that interception, we easily could have gotten in field goal range and tied the game. Or possibly even pushed all the way in for a touchdown and won the game. So that one interception is what did us in, you know. Was it annoying having refs who gave some very questionable calls? Yes. 
but I really don't like the fact that I have so many Niner fans doing this. It's because of the roofs. I'm like, no, they intercepted. It's because Kaepernick's not that great of a quarterback. <laughs> he threw an interception. Game went to game was over. You know that that was it. I basically saw the interception. I was like, you know what? We could if we leave the restaurant right now, we could be home before ten. <laughs> and we were. Yeah. And Kaepernick threw ten interceptions uh, all this season, and five of them came against Seattle. Huh? I didn't know that. That ten's not bad. That ten's lo- ten's lower than I was expecting him, but five against Seattle. Jeez. Yep. So yeah, I mean that that was obviously Kaepernick's kryptonite. There is apparently Seattle's defense knows how to catch his balls. And that kind of just exactly. that, that put us under, you know. Had that not happened, had he not done that interception, we would have won. Had, I, I thoroughly believe that. Now, there's other things that could have happened. We could have had a fumble. We, the, the defense, the Seattle defense, really could have amped it up, and maybe they could have kept us to a point where we couldn't even get a field goal. But based on the positioning, where we were on the field, and where that catch would have happened, had it been one of our players, we'd have been fine. We 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 could have made. So. Yeah, that's that's basically what I went through, and I uh, I'm adequately satisfied of the game, but it's just one of those weird things when I have to sit there and go, well, I want the vengeance win by the Denver Broncos, or as I've started calling them, the Denver Bronies, <laughs> because that's how much I respect I think, them. <laughs> I think uh, my little pony fans would be petitioning to change the name to Denver Bro- Bronies. I'm I'm, assu- I'm hoping that by the time we get to that day, someone's already made like you know a, a, a Photoshop coloration of one of the things because I saw that before for other uh, other teams over the years. I've seen people do pony fan art of a you know God, what was last year's Super Bowl was um, the Ravens, Ravens, and uh, yeah, Ravens of 49ers. Yes, right, Ravens who uh, didn't even make it to the playoffs. It's like a Ravens. Um, <laughs> but I saw some pony fan art of like a raven, you know, a Pegasus pony, and a 49ers uh, themed pony as well. So I figure we'll see a Denver Brony versus a uh, <laughs> a Seattle uh, Brony thing. So we'll see that. I'm sure. But it's just it just came out of my mouth. I was just like, God, I have to root for the Denver Bronies, and I was like. I'm sticking with that. I'm just going to call them the Bronies for the remainder of, of this season. Yeah. I, mean, I, had that. I mean, that game, that game the, the Niners did hold the lead up until that fourth quarter. Yeah. yeah everything kind of just fell apart at that last quarter. Uh, I was sitting there feeling very confident, very happy. I was like, you know what? I'm very, very tempted to order a nice drink or dessert in celebration of our... And this skin Seattle scored. And Seattle scored. Oh, crap. <laughs> Yeah, the, the defense did not do such a good job. We had, we had our moments, but, you know, for every really good moment, yeah, we had, like, two or three plays. I'm like, oh, come on, guys. It's like they just got tired. They're really just like, it's fourth quarter, man. We're tired. <laughs> like, this is the freaking playoffs. We go to the Super Bowl again if if we win this. Like, you can't be tired now. You're not allowed. <laughs> We're on the same freaking coast, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it is what it is, and whatever, I'll root for the bronies. But the weird thing is, this is exactly what I predicted. I, I went there and I said, well, Patriots are probably going to win, but for some reason I just think it's going to, I think... I think Manning's gonna do. gonna do this. I think he's gonna he's gonna pull it out, and we're gonna we're gonna go. Peyton Manning's gonna be Peyton Manning, and he was. Yeah. And the Niners, the Seahawks. I was like, well, I want us to go to the Super Bowl, but we have bad luck against the Seahawks. So it's probably gonna be the Seahawks. And, and lo and behold, yeah. <laughs> now I get to go. Hey, Peyton yeah. Manning. Although here here's something interesting yeah. to think about. Um, two years ago, was it two years ago? Two years, yeah, it was two years ago. Um, Tom Brady lost to Eli Manning in the Super Bowl. And now this year, 
He lost to Peyton Manning in the playoffs. Yes. Not much luck versus the Manning brothers there. <laughs> that that is true. Yes. But at least not to go into the other spectrum enough in the in that Bronco Pats game. Uh, the Broncos defense did keep that uh, keep the keep the Patriots down. It did. It was. It was a really good. Uh, that that defense has really improved since last year. Like last year, it, you know, it had its ups and downs, and this year, uh, Broncos defense or Brony's defense has been pretty darn good. And it's, I mean, especially against a team that's known for scoring a lot of points, like the Patriots. The Patriots are not are known for being a very offensive team. That sounds wrong, yeah. but you know what I mean. <laughs> they focus on offense. So. At least, at least the Super Bowl. Uh, I don't know. I think it might be one-sided with the uh, Broncos just uh, completely dominating the Seahawks. We'll have to see. The Seahawks' defense is pretty decent, and uh, but their offense isn't particularly impressive. Um, so, yeah, I can see the Broncos probably outscoring them, but I think it's going to be one of those games where. Um, defensively, it's going to be interesting to see how things go. Which, of course, defense-heavy games aren't particularly exciting, because then you sit there and you're like, and they punt. And it's like, next turnover, and they punt. And the next turnover, and they punt. I'm like, is anyone going to score? Can we at least get a safety in here or something? Yeah. Well, I don't think... I think this will be a, a scoring affair. It's not going to be a high-scoring affair. Yeah. But it will, uh, it will be a scoring affair. I mean, the the one thing Peyton Manning has so, has proven the last you know couple years with the Broncos is he's proved that he's still Peyton Manning. You know, uh, last year he did a he began a little rusty, but then actually got his groove back, and then this year he's you know been the Bronies have been doing pretty darn good. So it's not one of those teams where you're sitting there going like, how'd they make it here? You know, you're like, yeah. <laughs> Fate Manning finally got his team kind of working and got them all gelling together. And they're, I, I think they're going to win it. I think we're going to see a uh, Broncos Super Bowl win. Yeah. She'll make owner Homer Simpson very happy. But in, in my defense, living yeah. on the eastern seaboard is nice because Hank Scorpio is a pretty good president. So things are working out pretty well for me. Yes, folks. We, we referenced a like fifteen-year-old episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> That's what we do on this show. You guys should be used to that by now. It's all about. Oh, it's all about Hank Scorpio. Best boss in the world. Mm-hmm. He was able to get a whole bunch of business hammocks. Which are pretty awesome. Yep. And he got Tom Landry's hat. Yep. Autographed hat too, so you know it's awesome. But yep. Simpsons references aside, you know, both games were exciting in their own ways. Um Yeah, I mean unless you're a Patriots fan. Then <laughs> not so much. <laughs> if you're a Patriots fan, you're looking at that going like and the Broncos scored again. And the Broncos scored again. And the Broncos scored again. <laughs> I mean, there was a sliver of hope where the the Patriots ended up getting a good momentum there at the end. And then the Broncos stopped it down. Yeah. And I thought the Patriots were going to have a comeback and actually win it. And I was like, oh, this will be really exciting. Nope. <laughs> Broncos defense says no. There's all those things, because being out here in uh, in Boston, the one thing that you kind of see is basically the game's going, the streets are empty. If you want to go to any shop, if you want to go to get anything done during the course of a Sunday, if you just go within the time of the Patriots game, you'll basically have like an empty train. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, not that we trained out anywhere. Um, we ended up, you know, just got all our chores done before the game, watched the game, and then basically decided, hey, we'll go out to eat somewhere and watch... Um, and watch the Niners game and so it was one of those ones where do we go to a pub or I'm like well it depends if 
if the Patriots win, yeah, yeah, we probably hit the pub because it'll be the hardcore fans will be celebrating, but like everyone else will just kind of like go, yay, we won, I'm going home. Uh, but if they lose, probably everyone's just going to stay in the pub, just really depressed. And then they lost, and we're like, well, we need another restaurant. So we found a different restaurant, got a seat right across from one of the big screen TVs. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> so we're just looking over, or looking over to the side to watch the game while just eating. And I was like, there you go. This this makes everyone happy. Just had dinner during the majority of the game. Left when I saw that interception. It's like, well, that's the game. <laughs> I don't need to be told anything else. That interception sealed it. Let's let's go home and crawl into a box of pop tarts so I can depression eat for a while. <laughs> I wanted to crawl into a box of Dunkin' Donuts, but we decided not to grab Dunkin' Donuts. Grab pop tarts instead. Um, that we got three boxes of pop tarts for five dollars. We were like, that that'll last us a lot longer than donuts will. So. Uh, I guess that should be an equivalent. And they are the s'mores pop tarts. Ooh. Yep. Fancy. Yes. No, that's strawberry stuff. No. No, we got the s'mores. We got the the good stuff. This episode brought to you by s'mores pop tarts. <laughs> but yeah, I I, I think. I think we kind of know how the Super Bowl is going to go, and then it'll be a nice off season, which will be definitely the hardest part. The part is post Super Bowl, pre uh, spring training. That's going to be the hardest part. Because then we sit there and we're like, "Well, let's talk about uh, basketball," which neither of us really know anything about. Yay, basketball! <laughs> let's talk about soccer. Oh wait, we do have World Cup stuff going on, don't we? Yes, we do. World Cup starts soon. Yeah, that'll that'll actually be fun to talk about, honestly. <laughs> now that I'm slightly closer to Europe, I can watch European games <laughs> at a time that isn't weird. Well, unfortunately, the um, the, well, unfortunately, the Super World Series, World Cup, World Cup is played in Brazil, so yeah, it's still. Well, look at the good side. Brazil doesn't have Vuvuzelas. They could have Vuvuzelas. True. But those seem to have disappeared, at least from, like, um, the overwhelming popularity they had post-last World Cup. So, hopefully, if they have some sort of really stupid cheering toy, hopefully it's something, like, you know, not too obnoxious. Like, if they have cheering tambourines, I think I'd be fine with that, because people are just walking around doing tambourine for no reason. That wouldn't have much of an issue with a tambourine. Plus, how often do you get to see someone, like, trot out the tambourine? That is true. Although, I guess if you're on a field, like, shaking the tambourine probably doesn't carry all that far. But, you know, if, like, like all 50,000 people at the stadium are all shaking tambourines at once, you'd hear the tambourines. No. Whatever. We'll see how we'll, what the World Cup instrument of choice is when we get to the World Cup. But just be some interesting matchups. We've already had a few of the preliminary stuff, haven't we? Well, all preliminaries are done. Yeah. So now we're already got our groups. Yeah, and we we covered that in a previous episode, I think. Well, we were still in, in that, but now this is that the draw has already happened, and each and each uh, qualified team already are in their respective groups. And so okay. we have. And since we're moving on to soccer, since we've already moved that thing, let's go ahead. I'll, I'll mention all, all groups, all all eight groups that are in the. So I'll mention all, all eight groups all together. So in group A, we have the hosting country Brazil, Croatia, Mexico, and Cameroon, all in one group. Okay, that's there's no team in that set I'll be rooting for because I have no association with any of those countries. Oh, I have a slight association <laughs> with Mexico, but whatever, that's California for you. 
we all have a slight association of Mexico. <laughs> I want to root for a really weird country. Maybe Cameroon. Maybe I'll, I'll put that in my possible rooting for list. I want to root for a weird country and have people go like, Oh, is your family from there? And I go, nope. Just chose the weirdest country on the list. So let's let's see what else we got. What's group two? Group B. Or B, rather. Yeah. Group B. Yeah. The teams are Spain, the Netherlands, Chile, and Australia. And those are four that are almost always in the world, or at least in, more, in my recent memory have shown up in the World Cup for a while now. There are four strong teams, especially Spain. Spain won it a few years back. Or times, I guess years doesn't work because they're every four years. So, but I know there was a couple, there was either, either the last one or the one before. So I don't know if Spain won it in recent memory, but okay. Group C. Group C, we have Colombia, Greece, uh, can't pronounce this one. Cote d'Ivoire. That might be the winner from, from oh, and Japan, Japan. Um, that, the weird one from Group C might be my new one now. Although I could root for Greece, and you know, since my last name means Greek, it's not, not a bad choice. Okay. D. Group D. We got Uruguay, Costa Rica, England, and Italy. Hmm. It's really his lineups are weird. Do you think they'd line them up by continent or by region? And nope. Nope. This is all a draw. Oh, that's right. It's a draw system, so it's a little, it's different than the usual um, bracket system or anything like that. Yep. Groupie, we see Switzerland, Ecuador, France, and Honduras. I'm also Swiss. I can root for Switzerland. Hmm. Okay. Next group. Group. We have Argentina, Bosnia and Herzegovina. Herzegovina. Iran. Oh yeah, Iran and Nigeria. Eh, didn't. Damn good, good for Iran. That's kind of a name I wasn't expecting to hear. Honestly, I wasn't expecting any of the any of the Middle Eastern countries. It just doesn't seem like the place I am. At. I don't know why. I guess it's the American stereotype that's all desert over there. So I don't imagine them playing soccer. But I guess they do. I guess they have grass. Or indoor stadiums or something, you know, using turf or something. Just not a place anyone would think of. We see, we see Germany, Portugal, Ghana, and the U.S. Oh, we're in it? USA! Yep. Okay, that's what I'm rooting for. Then I'll root for USA until they lose. Then I'll stop caring. And then, and then in Group H, we have Belgium, Algeria, Russia, and the Korea... The Korea? The Korean Republic. Korea. Has said north or south? It just says Korean Republic, so I'm assuming it's South it's, Korea. It's probably south, yeah, because... Uh, communist dictatorship probably isn't a republic. <laughs> Alright, so USA's in it. I can recommend for USA for as long as we're in it. Oh, that'd be cool. Yep, and the opening game is on June the 12th with Brazil facing off Croatia. That's actually an interesting one to see. I'm curious to see how far Brazil goes as they are the host country. You know, you don't want to see... Uh, that's, that's the one thing you don't want. You don't want to see them get knocked too early because then it would just be one of those things where it's like, yay, we are in, no longer in the competition, but we'll just... Have everyone playing here. That's fun too. <laughs> so uh, I hope Brazil stays in it for a while, just to. Uh, how is the tournament handled? Since this happens for every four years, and last one I was only gave cursory glances. This isn't a single elimination. This is like a round robin tournament or something, isn't it? Yeah, group. For when it comes down to the group play, it's round robin. Okay. So everyone plays everybody. Yes. And at that, the uh, one uh, in the group play, whoever has the most points in the group, then they advance to single elimination. Yeah, that's right. Single elimination is, is the, the second round or whatever of it. The second stage. Or stage, yeah. yeah. All right, looks like that's going to be kind of exciting. And that starts over, that starts in March or April? 
It's June. Oh, wow. It's way later than I thought. <laughs> My bad. I'm an American, folks. I don't know crap about soccer. I said through the rules and stuff like that. I know the rules and stuff. They're very simple. They're basically hockey. Every hockey fan is pissed for me comparing hockey to soccer, and every soccer fan is pissed for me comparing soccer to hockey. But they're generally the I mean, the positions are basically the same. The field, you know, is a similar design. There's different rules about, you know, like icing and stuff like that that don't exist in soccer, but yeah. I, I know the general gist of how the rules work and how, you know, what a general penalty is and stuff like that. Ooh, I can watch hockey. Yep. Guess I'll... I haven't been paying... You know, the weird thing is, I totally forgot about hockey in, like, the most... Because I've been so focused on, like, the Niners going towards the uh, playoffs. I totally forgot about hockey. I feel kind of bad. I'm like... And I don't live near... You know, I used to have friends who were Kings fans and friends who were Ducks fans. Um, and even a couple friends who were Sharks fans, because I know some no-callers. And it's kind of one of those things where I'm not around them anymore, so I don't... I don't even think about hockey, and I feel bad. I'm like, oh. I was going through games all last year on the very obscure Versus network. <laughs> Which I don't have over here, so <laughs> that doesn't help. <clears throat> but well, let's see. At least I can watch Bruins games. About <laughs> yeah, let's move on to hockey. Yeah. Let's see what the standing is in hockey right now. In the uh, Eastern Conference, the uh, uh, Boston is, is uh, in the lead with 65 points. Yeah, and, and they play that on easy-to-watch TV, not obscure networks. Over here, at least, because it is one of the teams. Yeah, Boston is such a sports town that they're all excited about it. In fact, that was one of the problems... I was trying to get, you know, back for Christmas is I was trying to get some presents in, like, every place. Like, I'm like, oh, I just want to get something cool, boss, like a Boston poster, you know, of one of the monuments. Or I want to get, like, a something, something Boston-ish for my family. So I went to any of, like, the kitschy Boston shops. Everything sports teams. And then, like, right, but I'm going to California where none of us like Boston teams. Like, there's no one in my family I could name who's like, oh, man, if I could have a Celtics shirt. I'm like, no. And the Metropolitan Division of the Eastern Conference, Pittsburgh is ahead with 70 points. Yeah, I was following them last year, just out of a loyalty to the animal. <laughs> and then in the Western Conference, Chicago is leading the Central Division with 75 points. Okay. And in the Pacific Division, the Ducks standing firm with 79 points. Alright. You know what? It's nice seeing the Ducks kick some butt again. I'll have to start watching Ducks games. Yep. You know, hockey's the only sport where I'm really fluid with whoever I'll root for. I mean, when I was in junior high I had, and uh, elementary school, I had friends who were really hardcore Kings fans, so I was with them. When I was in high school, I moved to Orange County, and everyone I knew was a Ducks fan, and I was like, well, I could still root for the Kings, but all my friends are rooting for the Ducks, so uh, yeah, go Ducks. You know, and it's really weird because normally when you're a dude, you stick with your team. I, I'm a Dodger. I was raised a Dodger fan. I'll always be a Dodger fan. I was raised a Niners fan. I'll always be a Niners fan. But when it comes to hockey, I didn't get into hockey until, you know, I was like 11 or 12 or something. So it's not something I had on the TV every week or, you know, heck, every other day in the case of the Dodgers. You know, it was, I mean, during the seasons, obviously. Um... I didn't have that. No one in my family was really into hockey, so I was only into hockey through friends. So if anyone wonders why I, like, sometimes I'm a Kings fan and sometimes I'm a Ducks fan, it just depends who I'm hanging out with. And in the face facts, if, if I was if I hadn't been raised a Niners fan, I probably would have gone along with the Chargers with because uh, I have a bunch of friends in San Diego. So just by proxy, I would have been a Chargers fan. Or maybe I'd have done something like you did, Miguel, where you went uh, following Andrew Luck. Maybe I would have fallen a different uh, rookie from a different year. But because it was raised a certain way, you know, that's actually an interesting discussion in and of itself. But whatever, I, I shouldn't distract. Let's continue through hockey. I apologize for distracting. It's all right. I do that. Well, how about we take, let's take a quick break, Jared. Yep. For right now.
And then we'll be back with uh, a little bit of whatever basketball talk we can muster, and then we'll go on to baseball. That's a good plan to me. We'll be right back after this. All right. If you love listening to Jared Miguel talk about sports, then you'll love hearing them talk about comics, pop culture, and everything in between. You can listen to it all on The Bizarro Files. You can subscribe on iTunes, or just listen to us on the website that you're actually on right now. We also have Zero Hour, the Anime Conventions podcast, where you can listen in on our convention reviews. Coming up next, Katsukon, Anime Boston, and PAX East for the spring 2014 season. And if you love Scarlet Rhapsody, you can follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, hug us at cons. Actually, don't hug us at cons. And we're back. Time for some basketball, my least favorite sport. Well, maybe oh, it's soccer. Five minutes of it. Yeah, all five minutes of it, yeah. All right, let's jam through oh, this. All five minutes. Start the clock now. So anyways, um, basketball, yeah, or Clippers, or Lakers, or what team are we rooting for again, Jared? Uh, more Clippers, because my fam, my, my stepdad's a Clippers fan, so I guess we can go Clippers. Um... And I'm in Orange County, and Orange County generally leans towards the Clippers just because of our anti-LA stance. So, go Clips. Right. Ben, you're a Boston, you're, you're, you're transplanted in Boston, so you should really be rooting for the Celtics. I could do that too. Like I said, it's like my least favorite sport. It's a sport I, I, I follow the World Cup more than I follow American basketball. Oh, just basketball in general, I don't have to call it American. No, I follow the Canadian League. Canadian League's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways. I, so, I, I, like I said, it's one of those ones where I'm fluid. If, if everyone here wants me to be a, a Celtics fan, I'll be a Celtics fan. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, to talk about the Lakers, at least they're not in last place. Yeah, when yeah. when I was la- when I was there near the uh, beginning of the season and everything was just falling apart for them, um, and they had that really, really stupid extension of Kobe's contract when he's like old man, old man Bryant at this point, uh, with legs that don't seem to work as well as they used to. I was like, well, that was stupid. Lakers have fun with that. And then I got a recap of that when I was back for Christmas. I was like, oh, you have no idea how bad the Lakers are doing. And I'm like, oh, okay. We are celebrating. The Clips are doing so well. And I'm like, all right. They're like, you don't care. I'm like, nope. I'm watching a bowl game. With two teams I also don't care about, but it's football, so whatever. Uh, but anyways, uh, running through the standings real quick. In the Atlantic Division of the Eastern Conference, Toronto is standing firm at the top of the ranks. In the Central Division, Indiana is leading the charge. And they are right now the best team in basketball with a winning record of 33-7. and seven. Oh, my buddy Dan should be happy. He's an Indianan. In the Southeast Division, reigning and defending NBA champions and the Miami Heat are tops in the Southeast Division. All right, let's, let's see a repeat here. Repeat? Oh, I'll see a repeat. Uh, it's a three-peat. Or, excuse me, it would be a three-peat, wouldn't it? Well, yeah. I want to see my three-peat. Yeah, come on, LeBron. You got to not win just one, or two, or three, or four, or five, or six, or seven. You need to win eight championships. Do you think he has some jerk friend who does that as well? Who, like, just reminds him of that every other day? <laughs> and he's just like, dude, dude, Bill, that's not funny, man. <laughs> He's like, no, it's totally hilarious. There's no way you're going to have a career that lasts that long. If you don't have a friend that reminds him of that every day, here on this show, we remind him of that every, every time. time. <laughs> yes, indeed. Okay, let's continue around the divisions. All right, so that rounds off the, um, the Eastern Conference, at least the top. Well, that's all that matters. Yep, and now the Western Conference. In the Northwest Division, Portland is leading the charge. Yeah, not a surprise. And then in the Pacific, yep, in the Pacific Division, the Clippers are up there. 
Yep. So, go Clippers. Yeah, my family is happy. And, uh, yeah. and Southwest Division, San Antonio is leading. Yeah, also usually a team that we see in the playoffs. So, so basically, this season so far, no surprises. Other than not seeing the Lakers up there. Um, mainly well, because... The are, down, are down there because, I mean, before, all those... Um, all the problems, the injury, that kind of stuff. Yeah, the, the injuries, you got a lot of the players are getting a little older. Keeping my eye on the clock here, we have one minute left. <laughs> we have one minute left of basketball. <laughs> I'm going to keep this totally to the point. We're <laughs> so, yeah, um, Clippers are up there. That's it, really. All right. I, mean, I don't have any wild card that things are going, but I mean, championships are coming soon since March Madness is popping up. So. <laughs> my, my basketball buzzer. <laughs> All right, we move off from basketball now into a sport I actually know. Baseball. Baseball. Oh man, I am so. I'm already giddy about it. Like it's it's one of those things. As soon as it becomes January first, my part of my brain just goes baseball in a couple months. And then as soon as it, now that we're in the Super Bowl is right around the corner, I'm like baseball is much closer now. Yep. And I and I know there's some baseball hater right now listening to our podcast going like, dude, they do like 135 games. How can you be excited? I'm like, because it, it, it's my entire spring and summer and part of my fall, okay? It's, it is the fun of the year. You know, you don't have to watch every game, which usually with TV you can't unless you have, like, one of those uh, Dish Network uh, baseball channels or something. Or, like, what I have with an MLB subscription network. Yeah, with an MLB subscription network. Like, otherwise, like, someone like me, I, I can't. Like, well, especially out here. I'm like, I'm watching... <laughs> Good luck watching Dodger games out here. Um... Actually, we do get the West Coast feed of Fox Sports, so technically, yes, I can actually watch Dodger games. Yes, technically, you can. Yeah. But my, my point being is you don't have to watch every single game, or, you know, I can also get uh, Dodgers puts their stuff up on internet radio, and I believe so does uh, so do Angels if I'm really desperate. Uh, no offense, Miguel. Uh, well, the thing is, how it is with baseball is we don't need to watch every single game because... In the first half of the season, it doesn't matter. It's towards the end when it comes to playoffs is when we start have to watching every game. But th there's certain points in the season that are really fun. The uh, yeah. preseason and beginning of the season is always fun just because it's just baseball's back. Then July gives us lead the lead-in to the All-Star break, the awesomeness that is the All-Star break, and then the post-All-Star break where we really get all excited about who's going to go to the series. Yep. And then, of course, you have the, the lead into the playoffs, which is always an awesome time to watch, which then, of course, goes into the playoffs, which is an awesome time to watch. And then, of course, the series, and it usually doesn't matter who's in there, you're still generally happy, general, generally interested. And considering that, you know, um, I was in Boston when they won the World Series at home, uh, that was, that was kind of cool, even though all I heard was like one or two people walking down the street going, woo! And I was like, oh, I was expecting more of a celebration. But uh, I guess it was all inside the pubs, so I'd have been inside the pub, it would have been different. But we were we were live recording a podcast that night, so couldn't be yeah, in a pub. Not only that, not only that, uh, it was a work night, so everybody still had to go to work the next day. Well, I, I'm pretty sure Friday at, at that time was just considered a uh, unofficial holiday. Oh, I assume. And then I ended up I ended up being um, uh, going through town on the. Uh, the day of the victory parade, I was actually going to that section of town, going because I was going to uh, Rhode Island, I believe. And so I was actually going through that section of the town um, while the parade was going, and just seeing everyone all lined up, and yeah, that was good times. Thank you to sit for the parade, though. Next, maybe this time, if they uh, they repeat, maybe I will. Although it's also been part of my theory that maybe, maybe I'll just move to whatever city the winner of the next. Uh, World Series is from, which would be really awesome if you know, you get a move to like say, 
Uh, if I get to stay here, that'd be kind of cool. Um, Chicago might be kind of nice. You never know, but I, I can't imagine that happening. Um, uh, my, my luck... The thing is, if you go to Chicago, you might have the Sox winning, the White Sox winning instead of the Cubs. Yeah, that's true. At least the White Sox have, could have a chance. But like, with my luck, it'll be Milwaukee, and I'll be living in Milwaukee next. And again, now I'm living in Milwaukee. <laughs> Woo! Or Houston. Oh, God. I mean, yes. Houston, I mean, come on. Let me live in one of the most humid parts of the entire country. That's what I want. <laughs> this sounds miserable. At least if, like, like um, the Rangers win. I think the Rangers play uh, not too far from Dallas, I think. can't remember. Yeah, they, they play down the, down the freeway from Dallas. Yeah, they, I can't remember the name of the actual town, but they, they're, they're near enough to Dallas that I could see an excuse to move to Dallas and... And my buddy Kyle uh, was from Dallas, and he actually really dug it over there. So it's a pretty cool place. So, I don't know. Maybe I'd let that slide. <laughs> but yes, my, my general fear is just like, and the winners are the Arizona Diamondbacks! I'm like, oh, yay, I get to move to Arizona next. I'll live in the blazing heat. That'll be fun. Though honestly, Arizona's probably a lot nicer during the winter. Oh yeah, we we get snow every at least once a week. We get well, we just, we're just right in the middle of a snowstorm right now, actually. So we we had a little snowstorm, little we had a little snow thing on Saturday, and now we got a nice little uh, snowstorm hitting us right now. So it's just just that's what it is. It's like every three days it just snows again. Oh, they said something. But what's our big baseball news, other than me making jokes about where I'm going to move next? Well, uh, Clayton Kershaw renewed his contract with the Dodgers for seven years, $252 million. Sure, it's waving a Dodger flag that he doesn't actually have. I have none of my Dodger stuff over here. I don't have my Dodger shirt. I don't have the jersey. I got nothing over here. I didn't grab any of it last time I was in uh, SoCal. Which I guess doesn't matter, because I'm not going to be going to any Dodger games out here, more than likely. So, Unless you, uh, unless you go to Shea Stadium, or, no, wait, Shea Stadium is no longer there. Well, wherever the Mets play, yeah. he's got to make that... To, no. to, uh, <laughs> Let me take a four and a half hour trip so I can go see a Dodger game. <laughs> uh, good time. Actually, it might even be five hours. I think they're over in Jersey now, so I mean, it might be closer to five hours. Yeah, I get to take four hours. I get to take a four-hour trip over to Penn Station, and then I get to take an like an hour trip down the the path train. So that'll be exciting. <laughs> Five hours, but I got to see a Dodger game. It was totally worth it. Yeah. I mean, you know, anyway, it, it's technically they could be playing at Fenway. You never know, but I don't think that's on the schedule. Yeah. That's the double check on the that. Yeah, and then, um, but yeah, and then um, the next big thing that you know, we ended up getting Angel side of the thing is that we we made a three man trade, three team trade with the Cardinals and the D-backs. We actually traded off Mark Trumbo. And we got some pitching, and we got from St. Louis, David Freeze. Well, here's the thing is, you guys needed the pitching. Curious to see how David Freeze melds with the team, but Trumpo was, was pretty darn good for you guys last year. I mean, despite the losses, he was a good batter. Yes, he was. So it was one of those ones where I'm like, well, losing a good part of your batting you know, lineup isn't the best choice, but pitching's why you guys lose games. So I guess you could probably sacrifice one batter if you can actually, you know, prevent the other team from scoring all the time. Who are the two pitchers? Pit, uh, who are the two pitchers? Uh, I, I don't have it on me right there, but you ended up getting a couple pitchers. It, it might be a good run. Yeah. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'll be curious to see how the Angels are doing in some of their preseason stuff. Uh, just to kind of see them get the new team members kind of working together, seeing how that turns out. Even though most preseasons a lot of B-listers, but still, um, you know, I, I don't, 
like seeing the Angels lose. I mean, a lot of my friends obviously are Angels fans because Orange County. So it's one of those things where I'm kind of like, you know, I'd, it makes freeway series games a lot more boring if uh, if we're sitting there going, oh, uh, and the Angels have nothing they can even pull it up against the Dodgers. It's, it's boring. And thanks to interleague play, we almost always get a nice little freeway series. At least one, sometimes two. So. Well, it's one at Dodger Stadium, two at Angel Stadium. Okay. I know. I know. Even previous years have had ones where we had like two games at Angel Stadium, uh, two game, two or three games like in one stadium, and two or three games at the other later in the uh, season. But if we only have a one matchup, that's good enough for me. Uh, those are always yeah, fun. That's and every time I go to Angel Stadium and for the Angel Stadium games, the Dodgers lose. So I've learned my lesson. I will not go watch the uh, Freeway Series at Angel Stadium so my team can actually win. You've got to know your sports luck, folks. That's how this works. Like the... So here we And that's most of the big news. Right now there's a... The, uh... The team's looking to pick up the pitcher from Japan, uh, Masahiro Tagaka. Yeah. Is a, is a pitcher who has who has a record in Japan with the Rakuten Golden Eagles. Went 24 and 0, has an ERA of 127. Nice. And the five teams that are five teams that are looking to pick him up are the Cubs, the Sox. The Yankees, the Dodgers, and the Diamondbacks. Hmm. Uh, I'm thinking the Dodger pitching. I'm like, well, having a good pitcher is always helpful, even if, like, you know, I don't think it's our most necessary ingredient. I'm not going to complain about it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, a lot of those teams could probably use him. And I can't imagine... It's really weird when we get to like Asian, Asian uh, pitcher, be them Korean or uh, or Japanese or what have you, is that it's always one of those weird ones where I'm like, well, the amount of money we're gonna have to pay him, and I'm like, well, what is the amount of money? Because <laughs> it always gets weird. Like, I think it was last year or two years ago, we were talking about the one. I think it was a Korean pitcher or something like that. They or a Korean. I can't remember that's the position. Last year was Korean pitcher, Hyun Ryu. The one that had like the weird, it was like, he had to be paid like $888,000 or $8,888,000. It was some really weird number like that. It was like all eights or all sixes or some yeah. weird thing like that. And because it's supposed to be a weird mixture of like their lucky numbers. It was like, oh, it's it's eight digits and eight and all the digits are fours or something something really weird like that yeah and I'm like oh okay it's a really odd because I don't know if like that would happen if like for an American I, I can't see an American I don't know what the major American um, numbers uh, would be usually sevens I think seem to be the standard uh, Americanized lucky number um but I can't see someone, like some American, going to a net foreign country to be paid like seven million seven hundred seventy-seven thousand dollars. <laughs> oh wait, no, we need seven digits on there, so it has to be like seventy-seven million seven hundred seventy thousand dollars. You don't see that, so it's one of those crazy things where I'm like, that is the weirdest. You want to talk about your super? I know, and, and athletes are very superstitious. But I've never seen one superstitious for how much money they need to be paid, except for that Han, Hanyan Ryu, or whatever his name was. Um, he's the one guy I've ever heard of that has had the superstitious money amount. Like, I know the superstition of, oh, I'll only join your team if I, can have my, if I can have my number. You know, like, I'm number 28, and I want to be on your team as number 28. We already have a 28. I'm not on your team, then. I'm not joining unless I'm 28. Uh, I will look for another offer. Like, I've heard of those things, and I'm like, well, that's that's pretty crazy. But, you know, I get that. That's his number. He's had his number probably since, possibly since Little League, for all I know. Um, and still stuck with his his number. And so I get that, that one. Or I get the whole, like, fine, but I want to use my shoes because these are the same lucky shoes I've had since I won the World Series or something. Or I want to use my, my specific glove, or I want to use my specific bat. You know, you have a lot of that superstition, but the money one still throws me off. Yeah. 
Anyways, talking about money, let's talk about Robinson Cano, shall we? Yes. Robinson Cano went with the uh, Team Jay-Z to be his, uh, what is it, publicist, uh, agent. And he wanted, he wanted to get paid like $300 million for an aging second baseman. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. Yeah, the Yankees were like, this is how much we'll give you. But apparently, I guess the the Mariners were like, oh, no, we'll, we'll pay you a good amount for 10 years, no trade and all this jazz. Yeah, lock him in. And Officer Cano is now with the Mariners. Did he actually get his 300? No, he got like 245. That's way too much money for him. And even if they have him for a 10-year deal, totally not worth it. Yeah. That's totally... That is an obscene amount of money. Frick, this is why the Mariners lose, people. <laughs> what about stupid decision-making? I mean, the Padres are looking at this going like, ah, <laughs> you guys are morons. Well, the thing is, you know, we've with the Angels face the Mariners more times than the Yankees, so... Uh, yeah, well, it's all good. Yeah. Anyways, to move on to that, more Yankee news, with uh, Alex Rodriguez has been suspended for the entire 2014 season. Yep. My family was celebrating. Dodger fans. <laughs> <laughs> Just and in case so people hadn't noticed that but with, uh, but from me by now, that, yes, my whole family is, and yes, they were celebrating. <laughs> and so with that, the uh, Yankees saved themselves about $24 million in salary this year. Yep. They don't have to pay Rodriguez. Well, the Yankees have other problems too, because they have they have an aging team, and uh, I think a few of their players that got injuries last year aren't uh, aren't well, recovered yet. Was out most of last year as well. Yeah. Like you know, the Yankees are not looking particularly good. And I, I have no problem with that, because, again, yeah. Um, and I, I doubt you have a problem with that either. But it's, it's one of those things... It's definitely one of those things yeah. where I'm like, this is only going to last for so long. And eventually a lot of these contracts are going to run out, and the Yankees are going to grab a bunch of new, young, up-and-comers and rebuild their, uh, their cash team again. Moneyball. Yep. But yeah, that's most of the news going on right now. At least big news. Oh, there'll be so much more as the weeks progress. This is... Baseball season's just around the corner. It's yeah, going to happen. Also, right now, a lot of news is suppressed because of Super Bowl. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, you know, MLB needs to come up after Super Bowl to release all this news at once. Otherwise, yeah. It, it, that's usually the case. You know, we'll get to, you know, February, you know, 10th or something, and we're going to start seeing a flood of things because they want to get all that Super Bowl news out of it. You know, not only do you want to get the games over, the game over, but you also want to, you know, the post-talk and stuff like that. You give it one week after the Super Bowl, and you're going to start seeing, you know, hey, guess what? We're trading for this person. Or, hey, guess what? This person is no longer injured or, you know... What have you. Or we're going to be implementing, you know, this new rule, or we're going to... Uh, Which, by the way, a new rule being implemented this year is the, uh, is the uh, instant replay that we mentioned. Yeah, I'm actually, actually really excited to see how this is all going to turn out. And then not only that, I believe this year they're getting rid of plate collisions. They're banning plate collisions. Oh, really? Yes. Which we could probably take another show. Oh, yeah. And about about this and how our feelings on it. Well, well, Just to say, I'm against that because I mean, plate collisions as a whole are are some more most one exciting that you can get in baseball. We've had them since Abner Doubleday made the game. Okay, um, and secondly, it is one of those exciting moments. I mean, I'm sure people get hurt. I'm sure, but. I don't know how. What's the consequence if you do it? Do you get suspended or what's? Whatever. No, no. Well, fine. I don't know the whole. We we will save this because this is this is post Super Bowl. We're gonna do our baseball news slash long discussion on the plate collisions thing. 
because you're right. We could do a whole episode just out of that subject. Heck, we almost did a whole episode out of uh, Instant Replay. Yeah, and then uh, next year, this year, I mean, we're also going to be getting, and this year we're going to be getting uh, the pitchers can wear uh, safety helmets, because last year we had a lot of uh, head injuries happen to to pitchers. That, that, that has happened over the years. I've, I've seen that even. So I, I think it's a good idea. I, I have no problem with that. I think the it's people. Not who, a, it's not a full on rule where they have to wear them. It's, it's an option. Yeah. Well, I was going to say there, there are pitchers who aren't going to like it because it could possibly obscure their vision a little bit or the weight could throw them off a little bit, depending on how they pitch. And again, that superstition yeah. thing. Uh, but I think it's a good idea. I think for any pitcher who doesn't feel safe or might be worried or what have you or just even if a, a manager or a coach basically says hey you're our rookie pitcher we want to keep you around for a while and, I, and make sure you don't get any concussions you're wearing that helmet until we feel that you're it's safe enough for you not to you know that like you had we know you'll dodge or at least you'll be prepared for it yeah or um like the way they were treating uh, what's his face from the nationals uh, a couple years back, we're like, no, 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 no. You've you pitched your maximum number. Um, I could see them saying, no, and you have to wear the safety helmet and these goggles and these knee pads. <laughs> Just like as much as much as they could put on him. As much protection as possible. Yeah. yeah. We'll give you a Kevlar vest, like uh, what's his face uh, from uh, who is our who's the guy who did that? What's, shoot. Michael Vick. Michael Vick. Yeah, you get the Kevlar vest like Michael Vick. <laughs> <laughs> just just walks into like a suit of armor. <laughs> now go pitch while wearing a suit of armor. Yeah. But no, I, I, I fully agree with this. I think that's one rule I think we can both agree on. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, that, that, that's mostly it. No big news coming up on the baseball side of things. I'm just waiting for spring training to start so we can actually talk about games and the players and and the hopes, the dreams. The but then again, we can save that for the pre preseason talk for uh, baseball. Yep. Once in the heat of things. Yeah, right now everything is all most news is going to be Super Bowl related and of course the infinite amounts of really stupid jokes like we said earlier. Yeah, having a Super Bowl. Uh, whatever, it'll be over soon. Although, uh, for those who haven't seen it, you can go online. Uh, Stephen Colbert did a great, great joke about Super Bowl ads being aimed towards a stoner demographic, and it's actually very funny. Uh, so, if you if you have the chance, go online and and watch that. Or anyone who wants a good laugh about the uh, playoffs and about the jokes made about the Super Bowl. The one person who actually did it really well, Stephen Colbert. So, it's the only plug I'll do for someone else's show. Yeah, it's all good, though. It is. And, you know what? I'm actually really excited to... Well, I mean, we'll get past the Super Bowl. But I'm actually excited for baseball season. And I gotta remind myself that, hey, I can actually watch Bruins games over here. So, maybe I'll start getting into Bruins games. Yeah. Sure, every time I go for a Bruins game, I'm like, all right, we're gonna watch the Bruins. Uh, no. I guess I'll watch the Celtics game. That works too. <laughs> like, I get the feeling that that's how it's gonna happen for me. <laughs> I'll be set near the uh, Celtics game, and I'm like, yeah, whatever, I'll watch that too. For the fun times when I actually get to go out, there's actually a fairly inexpensive pub not too far from me that I've been yeah. meaning to try out, so might go there. Awesome. Just want to make sure they're. Because I hear it's inexpensive, but I want to just make sure that if they have food, I'm not going to be getting, like, you know, F-grade food. And I'm like, oh, good, it's inexpensive for a reason. I didn't know macaroni and cheese was supposed to have hair in it. Thank you. <laughs> that joke's funny, because I don't eat mac and cheese. And all right, I think that was a pretty good wrap-up, and obviously we're going to be uh, keeping the shows going more forward as we get to our favorite sport of all, baseball. And, of course, since we got, you know, obviously we're going to have basketball playoffs within a couple months. Hockey, you know, playoffs going to be coming up soon. So we got a lot, and World Cup, we're going to definitely have to keep updated on that. So, obviously, we got a lot of stuff coming on. This is our beginning of where we start doing our 
more consistent shows, which is always the most fun part of this series. Our, our off-season isn't quite as exciting. No, um, we yeah. don't have big, big deals, big trades. Yeah. No rule changes. Well, maybe this year, this season might have had a big rule change. I mean, we dropped, we lost our sponsor with the, uh, what was the network we were sponsored with? Oh, shoot. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. Oh, we're not going to plug them anyways. The network, that's right, the MAD network. Yes, MAD network. Yeah, screw them. They dropped us. We will yeah. not promote any of their sitcoms anymore. Even though uh, that uh, my brother's obtaining was pretty funny. That was a pretty funny show. Yep. But who knows? Maybe we'll trade Stan for like a really hardcore Boston fan who can like get in my face about how did you not watch the Bruins this week? And I go, I'm sorry, hardcore Boston fan. So maybe we'll do that. I cast live from a pub, from a uh, Boston pub. Oh god, the, the sheer amount of background noise would make that impossible. Yeah. But we do have like the. Uh, we do have the tablet, so technically, yeah, we probably could. Maybe, yeah. Uh, whatever. Uh, stay tuned for a lot of more fun, energetic episodes, and until next time, this is Jared, Jared for Miguel saying that's the game. And we're back! Conquering sports is one sport at a time. He said you gotta be out by five, so I think he did 10 minutes this year. If it's one, oh, the other, if it's two, it's